Hello and uh, welcome back. If you've been following this series from the outset, uh, I have to say I, I admire your persistence. So um, great to have you with me for this session. Um, in context, we're following the seven C's of consulting, and at this stage, we're we're looking at, at change, um, the success path, and the failure path for change. So, I guess the questions in my mind for now are, you know, how do we influence um, the success rate of change? To share with you, I think the classic report in 1995, organization called the Standish Group issued the Chaos Report. And at that time, they looked at experience on software development projects in the um, United States. They assessed that the total investment uh, in that year $250 billion, of which 30% of the projects they surveyed were cancelled, delivered nothing. 50% of the projects delivered but at twice the cost. On average, projects that delivered uh, delivered 40% of the original scope. And they also concluded that the bigger the project, uh, the more likely it was not to succeed. And 20 years on from that, I think, if anything, the projects we're involved in uh, have got bigger, definitely in, in, in terms of the amount of money being spent um, and, and the funding. And um, I'm not convinced that the success rate has greatly changed. So a few years ago now, myself and a very good friend and colleague of mine at uh, Catalyst, as it was at the time, now Zionic, so Dr. Philip Allah uh, and I um, accessed our client base and uh, ran a pretty significant survey into project success and fail factors. So we looked at over 200 completed projects with our clients in financial services. We analyzed those uh, across 40 key attributes. Um, and our definition of success was the delivery of the value defined at, at the outset. So the delivery or over-delivery of the predicted benefit. Interesting enough, we did discover a pattern, uh, a pattern that uh, was predictive of success um, or failure. As a way of getting into those insights and um, uh, my goal in this session is to share those insights and give you some pointers as, as to how you might be able to, to apply them to have influence. I'm going to tell you a little story. So this is a consulting assignment we got involved in a few years back with a client. Let's call them Megabank. And this was a strategic project for Megabank, and it was to build from scratch and to implement a common software platform for two of their major asset classes in, in the investment banking business. So this was going to be um, a strategic platform for credit and rates. And there's a very strong technical vision that underpinned this. Um, there, there was a sense of the architecture of how this might work and where services were very much in common across those asset classes and so on and everything flowing through from, from front to back. So architectural vision, Decent size uh, team, quite a strong team uh, at the outset, and it secured significant funding and, and resources. 
so as we shall see. So we encountered this project uh, nine months in from its outset, at which point, uh, depends how you count them, but I'd say there are about 60 people um, hard at work, um, spend to date in excess of uh, 9 million US dollars. And uh, as I said, we're nine months in and what have been delivered? Uh, well, nothing. There have been no deliverable at all. In fact, the project was at this point still still planning and, and re-baselining uh, its project plan. And at this point, it seemed to be it would take six weeks to create a new plan, which predicted a rate of slippage uh, of two to three months. So just was beginning to look like a never-ending journey. So the question uh, given to us was, can we diagnose the situation and remediate it? Uh, and the insights from our research uh, turned out to be incredibly helpful. Uh, the first and um, probably the most critical key success factor indicated by our research um, is this. It's the sustained focus on the business outcome to be delivered through the project and supporting that, the um, sponsorship and governance uh, that applies that focus and makes it real in terms of direction setting and decision making. Guess what we saw in this situation? Um, this vision of the shared platform had come from one individual. That individual uh, no longer worked at the bank. Uh, the two business lines uh, were, were co-sponsoring and co-funding the effort. But there was really no clarity on, on to what problem um, is this a solution? Um, there was no sense of the business impact of the deliverable. There were no metrics that those outcomes uh, were not evidence-based. So you're beginning to see that um, the projects are a ship at sea, but it's being buffeted and blown by, by the uh, winds, and there's really no direction and no steering. And the second of what turns out to be three key success factors um, that we concluded were important from the research. The second one, uh, the quality of uh, collaboration. So within the team, but more importantly, outside of the team in the wider organization. So do people come together to collaborate to jointly solve uh, the problems they're experiencing? And it turns out um, that this situation was highly political there was no real agreement uh, that could be reached around anything, scope, key requirements, uh, future state. There was political infighting and conflict at every level. That was leading to um, attrition and rotation in the team and the team itself at the heart of the project, having almost a, a kind of siege mentality. They really felt uh, that the world uh, was against them, and, and every Steerco meeting was another opportunity to throw rocks at the team, and they just weren't getting the support that they needed. The third and final of the three uh, success factors here that we looked at then was the, the quality of the, the end state vision. So um, does everyone have a shared understanding of what good looks like uh, and how the organization is going to operate in the future. Now, as I said at the outset, um, there was a, a technical vision, an architectural vision, kind of a set of uh, you know, box and line diagrams. However, 
people didn't really understand how that product was going to work in the business. So there was no target operating model. Um, there was no clarity of ownership. You couldn't get anyone um, really to describe what their future role would be and what their accountability was in, in moving um, towards that endpoint. It was just confusion. Now, the success and failure path insights that had come out of our research had told us that these three factors uh, where they're present, um, all of the projects we reviewed that had clear and strong focus on outcomes, uh, what we call a relentless focus on the outcomes, number one. Number two, high quality of collaboration, a high degree of collaboration. And thirdly, clarity of the end state vision. Where those uh, three factors were present, 90% of the projects in the survey sample were successful. Where they were absent, roughly 80% were failed, uh, either cancelled or, or failed to deliver their, their full value. And so the situation we were looking at um, really fell into those pattern. And I think the analysis gave us some, some really good clues as to where to affect uh, the remediation. We focused on uh, the collaboration, the sponsorship, the definition of the future state, boiling um, the technology project back down to uh, being a business project enabled by technology. And um, although it's very painful, it took another 18 months, there was a delivery and um, remediation had occurred. So perhaps a success story by the end of it. My question to you is now, what can you take away from the story that can make you more effective in consulting conversations? Well, I think the core of the message is focusing on these three factors. Consider them the conditions for success for for any project or change initiative, when is the best time to establish the conditions for success? Well, clearly it is at the outset. If you ask any project professional in a project that's got into difficulty, if they could go to any point in time to, to make things right, they would always say they, they want to go back to the first month. So really from the outset as change experts and, and consulting professionals, we should be focusing on can everybody define success? We should be looking at the collaboration model, the stakeholder engagement model, and say, you know, are all the right people fully committed to this? And we should also be inquiring and communicating what does good look like in the future state? So I think those three questions can make a huge difference creating the conditions at the outset, but continuing to come back to them as you execute the project. We all know as you, you go down the execution tunnel, you, oh, tunnel vision starts to occur. So people are going to focus in status meetings on a red, amber, green, what's the, the rag or risks, assumptions, issues, dependencies. So rag and raid discussions, which get us into the, the weeds of the construction and implementation of the deliverable, 
the danger is we're losing sight of the conditions for success. So I'm going to remind you of them again and then tell you some short stories that might make the point further. My first example on the first question, can everybody define success? Um, how would we know that we are delivering it? So I was involved very recently in a, a culture change program towards refreshing the engineering culture in, in a very large scale technology function in a bank. And there was a lot of discussion about best practices and some very opinionated views on, on you know, what good engineering looks like and, and how people should be engineering for the modern world. Working through that, um, focusing people on adopting a set of practices and features, it's a very good thing to do, but without the outcome in mind, you wouldn't really have that, that definition of success in front of people. So through some workshops and, and discussions and thinking, we boiled the whole thing down to three three outcomes. In this situation, it was a focus on measurable delivery, time to market of new features. It was a focus and a measurement on resiliency uh, of, the, of the solution when the change is in production and uh, a focus on how you evidence extremely high levels of security. So those three outcomes are going to be front and center of the campaign as it goes forwards. My second story involves having all of the right people committed. So do we have the right people? Are they committed? Are they collaborating? I, one of the best program managers I ever worked with um, became a friend of mine, of Ian. And Ian used for every key stakeholder in the programs he was involved in, he would create a single page where he would write down you know, the, the individual accountability to the program, their objectives, their responsibilities, um, how they, the, the operating model, how they were expected to interact and to escalate issues. So he'd take that document, send it to people. He'd say, you know, have you seen it? Do you agree? And they go, yep, yep, that all makes perfect sense to, to me. And he said, well, very nice. Can you sign it and return it? I said, Ian, what are you... You know, what are you doing here? You're actually looking for a signature. You're asking people to, to evidence what they've said. And he said to me, he said, Chris, you know, the thing is, when people sign off, you've got them. Uh, and if they haven't signed, you don't have them. Um, and I need to, to have them not only get people to commit, but give people the clarity of the operating model, uh, the temporary organization. Every project is that that in that temporary organization, how are people to work together uh, and where are the boundaries and how are they going to interact? And finally, on the clarity of vision. So answering the question, you know, have we communicated effectively what, what good looks like in the future state? I was involved in um, designing a uh, future leader program for, for a major bank and there are lots of capability models, competencies, skills that people said, you know, we're all very important for future leaders. And we could just have put out that capability list. But to make it real, we really wanted to, to 
identify who already were the role models in the organization, who were the people who were doing these things, give people real examples of the behaviors and bring it to life. So through interviewing those individuals, we were able to assemble some composite personas that, that really described how real people were doing real jobs, but in a really, really effective way and, and illustrating uh, the behavioral model with those concrete examples and allowing people to, to come to terms with the vision in that way. In summary then, one useful and recommended move to influence success in change is to shift the conversation shift the conversation up a logical level um, from, from the detail of progress uh, and project tracking to inquire into these fundamental key success factors of outcome focus, collaboration, and clarity of vision. So literally to ask, is, is everyone here clear on the outcomes? Does everyone here understand the vision? Where is it documented? Uh, and how to find that, and how are we working as a team? Uh, and teams that engage in these conversations, program teams that uh, run these inquiries at every level and regularly throughout the change process are much more likely to um, stay on the success path. I recommend maybe after this session you... Um, you ask these questions in some of the teams that you're working in. Um, you might be surprised at the answer, and I hope pleasantly surprised, but this might give you some early warning that the fundamentals are not in place. You know I like the, the odd quotation. I found one here. It just says, one of the true tests of leadership is to recognize a problem before it becomes an emergency. So um, that, interestingly, is going to be a point uh, that I'm also going to pick up in a later episode. But to, for today, uh, thank you uh, for listening, and I wish you every success with the endeavors that you're engaged in. Until next time, this is Chris.